0: Find a moment of calm at Classical WETA 90.9 FM. Available to stream now at classicalweta.org or on the Classical WETA app. Can accept it or be stupid and be a skeptic. Unconceivable, unbelievable! Unidentified flying an object. I want to believe.
1: Welcome to season three of the I Wanna Believe podcast. I'm No Slevic I'm Kyle Sawyer. Wow, man. It's been a long time since we've sat down to record new episodes. Yeah, yeah, it's been quite a while. Yeah, a lot of changes has taken place over the course of the last year. We both moved out of Bangor, Maine. I'm near the Bar Harbor area. You're up past Skowhegan.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's been. Been quite a
1: change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're just coming off the film premiere of my new documentary, Otherworldly and More. Uh, we held that in New Hampshire at the KRI Center for Consciousness Studies, and that was a pretty good
0: time, huh, buddy? Yeah, yeah, we had a good turnout there
1: yeah a good turnout and it was great to see some familiar faces some new faces and we had a really interactive uh, q a afterwards where we updated the audience on uh, what's been going on as of late with shauna and josh and there were a lot of great questions Uh, i had a great time there just so everyone knows the documentary is available right now on amazon prime and i have dvds available for purchase so check the show notes for all the links all right enough of that shit though let's get into the story of a police sniper who saw a monster in
0: 1993 an event took place that made headlines around the world dispatch.com which covers the columbus ohio area reported distraught and depressed doug conley eases back into his white plastic chair and purchases chin on the business end of a 38 caliber revolver He's sitting in the middle of a residential intersection on the northwest side surrounded by cops. The standoff has gone on for two hours in the blazing August sun. The air temperature climbs into the 90s. The pavement is like a griddle. Between pointing the gun at himself and lowering it, Conley waves it at officers and passing drivers. He yells that he wants to see his former girlfriend. Instead, police call in Mike Plum, a Columbus SWAT officer who has taken position under a pine tree 82 yards away. Sprawled on his belly on August 16, 1993, Plum focuses the scope of his Austrian-made Steyr SSG P2 Black Sniper Rifle on the 37-year-old Con.
1: The situation that's unfolded that day was about saving a man's life because police were convinced that the man was about to kill himself on live television. Cameras and people from all over Ohio, the United States, and the world watched on as Connolly lowered and raised his revolver to his head. Numerous times. Plum watched these actions carefully through his sniper scope. Connolly lowered his gun between his legs, and it was just enough room for Plum to shoot the gun out of Connolly's hands and end the standoff. Connolly stated while being arrested that was a great shot. Plum was honored for his actions that day and stands as the only police sniper to fire his rifle during active duty in Columbus, Ohio history. Fast forward 10 years,
0: almost to the month,
1: and the story of another Ohio police sniper has come forward.
0: From the blog Phantoms and Monsters, the incident occurred in early September 2003 during a drug raid in an area near a state forest. The police officer was also the department's designated sniper. It was approximately 5am and there was surveillance on the residents an hour before the time of the raid. The suspect was known to use booby traps, so there was a lot of caution. The witness told me that he was stationed about 25 yards from the back door of the house. Okay, that situation was certainly
1: different from the Connolly incident. Police were on site for this situation because the person under surveillance was an alleged drug dealer. The story from the blog does not state any further information on what kind of drugs or how many people were suspected of being inside the home or even where the raid was about to occur. I did conduct some research on drug raids in Ohio in September of 2003, and one story did come up. This is from The Vindicator, a Youngstown, Ohio newspaper that wrote, quote, In September 2003, Boardman police and the DEA raided Terrace Motel on 490, uh, 4972 Market Street and arrested the resident manager and several others on drug charges. Township officials, the Mahoning, County Prosecutor's Office and the State Attorney General's Office worked together to declare the business a nuisance and it was boarded up. So could this be the raid in question? There's no way of knowing for sure, but I do think it's curious that in some brief research I was able to come up with a drug raid story from the date in question. But on the other hand, drug raids happen more often than we think and the general date of September 2003 isn't
0: really that compelling. The story continues however and turns strange quickly for the police sniper. Phantoms and Monsters reported, he had been there for a while when he started to hear heavy breathing and snorting coming from an area behind the house. His first reaction was that the suspect was out in the yard, so he looked through his scope and noticed a huge hairy being digging through something. As he continued to observe, the being stood and looked in his direction. It began to snort heavily and raised its right arm pointing in his direction. The witness noticed long hair hanging off the arm. He could sense that this thing knew he was there watching it. The witness stayed quiet, but did attach a suppressor on the muzzle of the rifle in case he needed to use it. Dude, what Phantoms and Monsters is saying here is that a police officer
1: who happens to be a sniper witnessed a Bigfoot while on active duty during a drug raid. That's crazy. That is pretty crazy. Okay. uh, Is there any other info uh, that the blog reported?
0: Uh, There is. Not a ton, but there is a little bit more. Um, Here's a quote. It was beginning to lighten up some, so the witness was able to see more detail. He stated that this being was seven foot plus in height and had dark long hair all over its body. The face had very sparse hair and the skin was almost black in color. The nose was large and flat. He also noticed that the fingernails were also black. It continued to make heavy snorting sounds and looked back at the witness occasionally. By this time, the witness affirmed that this was probably a Bigfoot. Wow. Um, do you know like if in gorillas or apes or anything if their fingernails are black? Um, I don't know right off the top of my head. I could double check. Real quick, so. Yeah, if
1: you wanted to look it up, that'd be cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, they have black fingernails. Wow, that's interesting.
1: Okay. All right, so we have a police officer who clearly thinks he's looking at a Bigfoot. And he's observing this Bigfoot through the scope of a sniper rifle. I don't know, man. I hate to say something like this, but why didn't he take the shot? If he did, we'd be 16 years into the known existence of Bigfoot. He would have gotten the, the holy grail of evidence, a body. What do you think?
0: Well, the police officer actually addressed this in his conversation with the Phantoms and Monsters blog. They wrote, quote, he told me that he thought about shooting the Bigfoot, but was afraid it would cause a ruckus and compromise the raid. Ah, okay. Well, there you go.
1: Um, I guess I just had to wait a little bit, but damn, if all of this is true, I kind of wish he took the shot, but also not really. Uh, I'm not into the intentional harm of animals, but again, if this is all true, I wish he would have publicly come forward after the
0: incident, you know? How about you make up your mind then? (laughs) (laughs) Going back and forth here. Did the officer report any other information of the encounter? Uh, He did. uh, Quote: After approximately 10 minutes of observation, the Bigfoot moved away from the area. But before it left, it literally broke a a 3.5 inch thick limb off of a nearby tree. The witness assumed that this was in reaction to him observing the beast. At this point, the witness was concerned that it would circle back and attack him. Fortunately, the raid began a few minutes after the Bigfoot left the location. The witness later told me that the Bigfoot had been digging through a pile of garbage He never mentioned this incident to anyone other than his wife. He did state that the area is well known for suspected Bigfoot activity and that his department occasionally received a sighting report. The witness laments to this day that he didn't take the shot at the beast, but did acknowledge that the arrest of the drug suspect was high priority. End quote
1: okay well that's interesting that he quote laments that he didn't take the shot and it's also interesting that he said his department has received a few sighting reports ohio was made famous from the minerva monster reports seth breedlove covered these encounters beautifully in a documentary of the same name i'll put a link to the doc in the show notes
0: yeah, that's, it's great. It's a uh, great documentary. Also, if you remember, we covered another monster story from Ohio in Season 2.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: Season 2, Episode 12, The Crosswick Monster. You guys can check that out right after this podcast if you want. Uh, we won't go into a ton of detail here since we already covered it.
1: Yeah, true, but briefly, the story covers the legend of a large, scaly creature seen by numerous townspeople in 1882. Make sure you check it out. Anyways, obviously, this story is a bit hard to swallow right without an ounce of evidence we don't even have a witness name what do you think
0: Well, that might be kind of hard for uh for someone to come forward where they're part of like a police organization and yeah right. and, and
1: he could still be on active duty right exactly yeah yeah so i guess it would make sense that he uh wouldn't be interested in coming forward but uh, for season three episode one that's all i got you got anything else you want to add man that is uh in the books. All right. As they say. What's our sign off? I don't even remember. Until, oh, until next Stay time.
0: Dave Frosty.
1: Dave <laughs> Frosty, and also until next time. <laughs> until next
0: time. <laughs> All right. How I talk? What do you want from me? You always put on this season, friggin' three. Like it's not something you would say. <laughs>
1: anyway, don't, I wouldn't worry
0: about it. Okay. Everybody should definitely come to Baltimore. We had to find a different way to put our passion to work. If you love your job and love what you do, every day goes on as you want it. I think how we look at art can be world-changing. All of these businesses are taking precautions to make sure that everyone is safe. We're ready. Masks, distancing, and frequent cleaning are just the beginning. Learn more at Baltimore.org. Share the shine. Enjoy a medium Dunkin' Coconut Refresher for $3. Order ahead plus earn rewards. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer includes classic Dunkin' Refreshers.